Hey, it's Pat. I want to make sure you know about an upcoming event we're calling the Backstage Brainstorm. I do this show every day to bring people together so we can grow our businesses with one another. The next step is to join us for a brainstorming meeting. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and your business. And I want to introduce you to the Idea Slam feedback and brainstorming sessions that we do inside the Idea Collective. It's a totally free, totally fun event. Click the link and you can sign up and be our guest. The Backstage brainstorms coming up next on September 27th. All right, let's start the show. It's 9 a.m. Central. You know what that means. Small Business Mornings is on the air. Good morning. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, on today's show. We have some fun stuff to talk about and some serious stuff to talk about. The serious stuff, there's a new study out that shows how you can cut your risk of depression in half with some simple lifestyle habits. We'll talk about that. Elon Musk says Twitter will soon charge everyone not just premium users. And there's a lesson in there. Believe it or not, there's a lesson for us as small business owners. And I'm super excited to announce a new way to try out the Idea Collective for free. Just launched it yesterday. So excited to share it with you. So we will do that later on in the show. Our meme of the day addresses those of you whose brains don't turn off when you lay down to sleep. And our question of the day, fun one, because I'm really curious what you're going to answer. What is the fastest you've ever driven your car? You know that, right? You can think of that time. I want to talk about that later on. Why? Because it's fun. That's why. Small Business Mornings, it's a daily live stream at 9 a.m. for solopreneurs and small business owners that are just tired of doing this all by ourselves. Every day, 9 a.m. Central, I bring people together to catch up on the news and build a community of like-minded owners who believe in positivity, abundance, and collaboration over competition. We're working together to make our business dreams come true. The mission is simple. Don't grow it alone. So as you log in this morning, say good morning in the chat. That way you know and I know this is a two-way conversation. I'm talking just to you and you're talking back to me. So say good morning in the chat once you get in and get all sorts of comfy. Before we get started, there's one reminder that I need to share. This show is moving. Currently, we broadcast live on YouTube. That's not changing. And on LinkedIn, that's not changing. But we're going to broadcast live on a different channel. Beginning next Monday, the 24th, this show will be on the Small Business Mornings channel. So go to that page and make sure you're following that page. Because as of Monday, the 24th, we will be live on that channel and YouTube. YouTube. Did that sound funny? That, that came out funny, didn't it? YouTube. Anyway, those two places, that's where the show's going to be. So follow that page and get yourself all sorts of prepared. And we will get on with it. Let's take that off the screen. We start today's show with a serious topic. Depression. Do you have someone in your life that struggled with depression? Have you struggled with depression? It's pretty serious stuff. And a new study out says you can cut your risk of depression by 57% if 
you make some lifestyle changes. I have seen depression up close with family members, and it's not fun. I've seen family members lose interest in the day-to-day. I've seen them get stuck for days and weeks at a time. I've seen them not find big-picture joy in what they do. You know, they'll have pleasure in eating a meal occasionally or doing something, but really not the big picture. And it's just heavy. And it weighs on you. It's awful. And it's consuming. And my heart goes out to you or others in your life that have experienced it. But because I've witnessed it up close, I know we need to do what we can to ward it off. Because depression is no joke. So let's talk about this study and the habits that they shared that will cut down your risk of depression. So the study reviewed 300,000 people, and it found that people who did five things on a semi-consistent basis out of these seven habits that I'm going to share, people that did at least five of them cut their risk of depression in half. And here are the habits. Resting, seven to nine hours of sleep. Exercise. They followed up in the study saying exercise is so important that studies are emerging showing that exercise is more powerful than meds in some cases to help people stay off uh, the depression scale. Diet, maintaining a healthy pattern of eating, limiting alcohol, not smoking. That just seems like something that gets thrown in everywhere, doesn't it? Like not smoking. It just seems like an add-on. To everything. Oh, it's it's bad for you. Don't do it. Does it limit depression? I don't know, but it's on the list. Reducing your screen time so you can move around a little bit more and hobbies. This one is interesting to me. Hobbies keep us active and hobbies surround us with other folks that are interested in what we're interested in. Those two things combined seem to be the recipe to help alleviate depression, something that you can focus your attention on, the attention on that you love to do, and you run into other people that love to do that thing. Those two things combined seem to be a real elixir for people that are feeling down. But here's what's tough about this list and why depression is just so hard. When you're depressed... The first thing you stop doing is eating right, sleeping in a normal way, moving around, talking to others. Everything that's on this list is the stuff that's hard to do when you're truly depressed. What I've observed is that self-care and your good habits are the first thing that goes out the door. It's one of the worst things I've ever witnessed. And again, if you're struggling with this, or you know someone who is, um, my heart goes out to you. You hear us say all the time that building a business is a lifestyle. You're building a business not because you want to make a bunch of money exclusively. If we wanted to make a bunch of money, we'd have way less stress working for someone else. But our calling as a small business owner, it's a lifestyle. And it's very personal. And when things aren't going well, 
that's hardwired right into our self-esteem. So I felt it. I've never gotten clinically like really depressed, but I felt way down after some episodes of, you know, things not going well. I've had two massive failures in the past year, just massive failures, humiliating failures. But fortunately, it didn't get me, but it took me a few weeks to get through it. So these seven habits uh, really will help you stay above the line. But if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like no one's listening to you, or you feel like you don't have anything to contribute, you're just feeling that weight, like a blanket over you, get help. Don't listen to a guy on the internet. Don't do these seven habits. Go get some real help. Depression is scary. Talk to someone. There are loads of free hotlines and support groups that are there to help you. And making that outreach can be incredibly difficult. If you're trying to build a business or you're living the small business lifestyle and you feel ignored and not good enough and you see everyone else winning but you and you just feel like you're weighed down, let's talk. Not going to charge you. Not going to do anything weird like that. I want you to know that I'm here. And I don't care if we've never met or if we're best friends. Doesn't matter. Judgment free. I'm not going to try and fix it. If you feel alone, I don't care if we've never met, reach out. Not a therapist, not going to fix it, but I can listen and I can remind you that you're not alone. Sometimes that's the first step. Okay, let's move on. Elon Musk says Twitter will soon charge users to access the platform. This has been the thing that Twitter users have been really curious about ever since Musk took over Twitter. Yesterday, in a meeting with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Musk said, well, I'm pretty sure a paywall is coming to X. Hmm. Okay. That's something we've all been waiting for. Currently, users can pay a premium to access the platform, and you get some added benefits if you pay the premium. But he says that the paywall will have some other features. And I think if we look at this in the abstract, there's some stuff we can learn as small business owners. So here's his quote. We're moving to having a small monthly payment for use of the system. That's just the shot heard around the world. We've been waiting on that. And he says that this is in alignment with what he's been campaigning for this whole time. We're trying to ward off the bots. If you're a Twitter user like me, you know that one of the downfalls of Twitter is that there are a load of spammy, terrible bots in the system. And he said the reason why they're so bad is that people can spin these bots up for a fraction of a penny and they're flooding the system with loads of messages and plenty of spam and they're fighting to get rid of them. So the idea of a paywall is that they are going to charge every user that's on the system 
And here's the trick. Not only are they going to charge users on the system, every user will have to have a different payment method to get on the system. So if you're Stephanie Kern and you say, you know what, I want to spin up a bunch of Twitter bots and you make a hundred different Twitter bots, you'd have to have a hundred different payment systems that may solve your Twitter bot problem. Now, I said there's something to learn here, and we're going to get to that in just a second. But according to Twitter stats, so I can't independently confirm it, there are 550 million Twitter users making over 200 million posts a day. But the problem is their revenue is in the tank. Twitter has said out loud their advertising revenue is down 60%. So how do you fix it? Well, with some users dissatisfied and chirping out loud that Musk has ruined Twitter, how do you fix the revenue problem? You charge your best users. That might seem like a paradox. What do you mean? Well, let's remove this from Twitter. Let's talk about your business. Okay, here's the stuff that I think might be educational from what Musk is doing. And by the way, you're joining Small Business Mornings. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Our chat is broken this morning, so I'm not just ignoring you. I'm I'm really happy that you're saying hello and uh, holding a conversation in the chat, but I can't see it on my screen, so that's why I took it off. So welcome. I see you. I love you, but I can't talk back at you today because the system's broken. Okay. When we remove this conversation from Twitter, I think we can apply it to our business. Why would people pay for Twitter and who would pay for Twitter? The vast majority of people on the system will not pay for Twitter. Will not. And you know what? Who cares? Let's say 5% of the users will pay for Twitter. I think it'll be higher than that, but let's say it's 5%. Well, if his numbers of users are accurate, that's 27 and a half million users. And even if he only charges them five bucks a month, here comes a torrent of cash every month, $137 million a month. That's a lot per month, billion and a half dollars a year, lots of money. Here's what I think we can learn. As you make tough decisions in your business, Are you making your decisions for the 95% of people that know you exist or the 5% of people that love you and can't get enough of you? Think about it. Think about the last big decision. Are you caught up in the audience you don't have yet? Or are you making decisions for that 5, 10, 15% that just love everything you do and they want to be in your circle and consume what you have to offer them. I'm not saying that Musk is doing the right thing, meaning I endorse paying for Twitter. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is there is a lesson there to make sure you're paying attention to your best customers first. And when you're in a spot to make a decision, are you acting in their best interests, your best customer's best interest? You're never going to go wrong If you celebrate your best customers and you continue to over-deliver for those best customers. When in doubt, super serve. So we'll see what Twitter is going to do. And as a Twitter addict, of course, I'm going to pay for it. There's no doubt. I'm not going anywhere 
the the information hit that I get from Twitter. I'm not, mm, no, I need it. And I'm not endorsing what he's doing, but man, I just, I'm hooked. All right, this is Small Business Mornings. It's a daily live stream at 9 a.m. Central for solopreneurs and small business owners who are tired of building their business all by themselves. We get together, we go over the news, we have a little fun, and we build a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who believe in positivity, abundance, and collaboration over competition. It's all a part of our mission. Don't grow it alone. Coming up, we're going to do the meme of the day, and we have a question of the day. What is the fastest you've ever driven your car? Great conversation. I cannot wait to hear your answers. And we have a guest on the show today. There's an incredible fundraising event happening in Wauwatosa for paintings for pediatrics. And Craig Sorbo is standing by. We're going to talk to him in just one minute. I want to share an announcement about the Idea Collective because I have just unrolled something new that I am really excited about. And it super serves our best users, our members in the community. Here's the situation. I've announced a new way for people to join the community completely risk-free and free for the first two weeks. But this solution is born out of a problem. The Idea Collective is a private, collaborative community that gets bigger and better together. Meaning the more users that want to engage and support what we're doing means the community environment gets better with more voices. The more diverse and supportive and energetic, the more people will get out of the Don't Grow It Alone mission. The more the merrier, quite literally. But there's a problem. In the past, as I've tried to grow the user base, I've been offering free trials here and and ways to get in there. And the challenge is, and you can feel this, it's really easy to sign up for something and watch. You've downloaded someone's course and never opened the PDF. You've gone to a networking event and just sat in the corner and didn't really engage. And what I observed is that people that were signing up for our free trials, when we offered them, they join. Awesome. But they wouldn't do anything. That doesn't help our member base. We want people that feel the mission and get a chance to experience what we're all about. So here's the idea. I've offered a new risk-free way to sample the community. Not so we know you're a fit, so you know that you're a fit. Because is there anything worse than paying for something and realizing, whoa, this isn't what I thought it was going to be? No, you don't got time for that. You don't have money for that. And I don't want your money if you're not a fit. So here's how it works. If you're a full-time small business owner, you can now take a test drive of our peer community for free. But if you take the test drive, you are now going to have a free trial challenge to be accepted as a member of the community. That sounds like it's a fraternity rush situation. I promise you there's no wildlife involved. This is just a couple of things we want to have you do, not so we can check you out, so you can check us out. Because to understand what the Idea Collective's doing, that's hard, man. You really have to experience it. So if you want to try it, Click the link, join the community, and you'll have two weeks to complete four challenges. And they're like dead simple. Set up your profile. Takes two minutes. 
Some people don't do it. Look into the feed and make a comment, like a post, anything. We have a 24-7 conversation going on for small business owners. Just get in the feed and say something, anything. That's all you got to do. Come to an idea slam, which we do twice a week, every week, so you can experience the feedback and brainstorming and camaraderie and collaboration that happens in real time. And then have a one-on-one with any member. That's it. Could be 20 minutes. And why are we doing that last piece? Because I want you to ask a member, what is this all about? Is this for real? Are they full of it? Is this going to be what I think it is? You set up your profile so everyone can meet you and start collaborating with you. You jump into the feed so you can see what happens when you contribute to the community. You come to the Idea Slam so you can feel the support and feedback and goodwill and collaboration that happens in the group. And then you have a one-on-one as the last step. So you can just double check, is this for real? It's very specific and intentional. It should not take you two weeks to do this. This isn't about us evaluating you. It's about you evaluating us. The Idea Collective is different than other groups. It just is. Positivity, abundance, collaboration over competition, the courage to ask for feedback, the grace to give it when people ask. This isn't some business card slapping networking fest. This is a community that really cares about one another. And I want you to experience it before you give us a dime. The door is wide open. If you're walking the small business journey all by yourself, it is now officially your choice to do so. Two-week free trial challenge open now. And at the end of the two weeks, you do all this stuff, we'll connect. And I'll say, okay, uh, Lisa, what do you think? And you'll say, this is great. I'm in. Or, you know what, Pat? It's really not for me. Cool. Great to meet you. Find another group. But all of this is born from the idea of what's the best thing for our members. The best thing for our members is to find people that vibe with the mission and they're willing to contribute. Isn't that simple? Isn't that obvious? Wouldn't you do that if you were me? And I wanted to make sure that it was in the benefit of those that were trying it, not the benefit of the people on the inside, meaning I didn't want us to evaluate you. I wanted you to see if you're a fit for us. It's new. I'm really excited about it. If you go to our website or click the QR code that's on the screen, you can try it out without spending a penny. And then at the end, it's $57 a month. That's no secret. That's how it works. So I'm really excited about it. Thank you for your feedback and collaboration on this. And thank you to our community members for supporting the group so we can open the door wide and include everyone that wants to participate in the mission. Okay, meme of the day, we're talking about driving fast, and then we're talking about a great charity event that you can be a part of. Meme of the day is poking fun at a problem that many of us have. (laughs) How many times have you laid awake at night like you couldn't shut your brain off? You're just... Thinking, 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 thinking. This happens to me way more than I care to admit. And my brain will just cycle, just cycle over and over again. Well, today's meme is all about that. Let's see if this rings true to you. Me lying in bed at 4 a.m. realizing I should have said something else in an argument I had in 
2012. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my God. Now you could even change that last line laying awake in bed because I'm not sure if I changed the laundry laying awake in bed because I'm not sure if I thank that person for lunch laying awake in bed because of whatever random reason laying awake in bed. That is a for real thing. And as far as a comeback in an argument, isn't that the truth? Could we bottle the sensation of if you take this product, you'll be able to come up with that comeback in the moment, not <laughs> years or months later when it finally hits you. This is for the insomniacs in the room. This is for the overthinkers like myself. Awesome meme. Completely relatable. Okay, question of the daytime. What is the fastest that you've ever driven your car? Some of you are lead feet. Lead feet, that would be plural of lead-footed, right? Lead feet. Lead feet, yeah. Some of you drive really fast. And I'm not really one of those guys, I figure four or five minutes is not worth a speeding ticket. I'm that guy, but I'm also getting old. Anyway, some of you drive fast for a living. So I'm curious, how fast have you ever driven? One time, went to Vegas. My buddy wanted to go to the Vegas racetrack experience. So we rented these like amazing sports cars on the actual Formula One track at Vegas. That was pretty awesome. I think we went up to like 140 in those cars. And what was funny is you're driving and the instructor is right there. So you're driving and the instructor's like, lay off the gas, lay off the gas, punch it. And you're like, Bull. and these cars are like super jacked. And when you go through these hairpin turns and stuff, like your tires squeal and you kind of fishtail, it was an experience for sure. But that doesn't count. I'm talking about how's, how fast have you driven on like an actual highway? I know I've gone, I don't know, maybe 100 driving from Nebraska to Chicago because we lived in Lincoln, Nebraska and had family in Chicagoland. And the reason why, Iowa. Anyone that's driven through Iowa on I-80 I knows. Go to the top of the hill where you can pass the truck. Go down the hill and the trucks catch you. Go up the hill where you can pass the truck. And you realize after about three hours of Iowa, there's still two more hours of Iowa to do. It will make you question your life choices. Nothing worse than I-80 through Iowa. It will really mess with you. And in high school, you know, 90, 95 miles an hour, whatever, drove like an absolute maniac. It's a shock that I'm not wrapped around a tree in Dunlap, Illinois. Like I drove like a moron when I was a kid. So whatever you do, and you hear me in the community say this all the time, drive safely. And uh, thank you for contributing. Again, if you're in the comments, I can't see them. That's why we're not celebrating. Our software decided to break today. So we... So those of you participating after the event, watching us on the replay or in real time, I appreciate you and thanks for weighing in. Every once in a while, we like to bring guests on the show when they're doing something that should be celebrated. Today is no different. Let's welcome a guest because he has founded an incredible organization and he has a giant fundraiser that's coming up in October. The Paintings for Pediatrics 2023 Annual Gala, Saturday, October 14th at Blue Mound Country Club, Swanky. The president and founder of the group, 
Craig Sorbo. Craig, how you doing, bud? I'm great, brother. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining us today. I'm excited to hear more about the gala, but I also want to spread the message far and wide about paintings for pediatrics. So how did all of this come about and what's the mission of the group? Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, a bit of a long story if you really break down everything, how things come about, right? All of our ideas aren't just one single idea coming together, but the idea popped in. I want to do a client events in 2019 um, with more purpose, something to help these families. As I realized in my career now in financial planning world, what these families deal with financially um, when dealing with pediatric cancer. So we ran a little event in 2019, just client event. We had like 40 clients there, bought some food and cocktails and um, put this on it. Everybody went crazy for it. So in uh, February of 2020, which is a really good time to start anything in the world. <laughs> Um, right yeah. about three weeks before COVID, um, we did become a, a full nonprofit. I wanted to, it's all volunteer based. So all of us have careers. Nobody makes any money out of this, which I think is a beautiful blessing as well. Um, but yeah, the idea was to tell stories, right? Like all of our stuff. I mean, you do it all the time, right? How do we, how do we tell the stories mm -hmm. and wanted to get it out into the non-care needed space about what these families go through. So we, at the gala, we're going to have around 50 paintings done dealing with cancer. So families that have, have had, or have lost kids to cancer. Um, they do a painting like the one behind me is one of them. Um, and then we tell their story. So you get the painting, the story, and then we do a live auction for these paintings. And it's, it's, it's a really cool event. And that's how it, it came to be. And we've started doing a lot more. I mean, we've done over 10 events. We've helped a bunch of other nonprofits this year, which has been awesome. Yesterday, we helped do some fundraising at the Pewaukee Fire Department uh, golf outing. Um, just wherever we can help tell these family stories has is, is really been a blessing. And then, as you said, the gala in October is our flagship event, Black Tie. It's really like a high-end art gallery auction for kids between the ages of 2 and 18 that have dealt with cancer um in in highlighting their their art right art's all about how it makes you feel mm -hmm. and our concept here is to you talk about positivity abundance i mean my favorite emotion is gratitude yeah right you can't i mean if you if you can wake up grateful every day um there's so many things that we could think about that you know could negatively impact it you know i was laughing as i'm watching your show and you got the bears hat <laughs> and i was like how do you flip the bears right and it's you know, I said, Bears fans, you guys, it's resilience, for one, that you guys have continued to be fans of that team. But I think at this point in time, to flip the script, you know, instead of being like, hey, our team stinks, right now I think, you know, the Chicago Bears just be grateful that they're still a professional football team. Let's create some gratitude. Yeah, I think it's about time that I'm happy there's not promotion and relegation in the NFL because the Bears would not be around for much longer. Uh, tell me about what right. the money is used for. We're talking about benefiting families that have been touched by cancer, but when the donations go in, and I, I love the idea of using paintings and stories to generate the cash, but what kind of impact do the dollars have? What do you use it for? Yeah, great question. So um, what I've learned in, you know, I don't know, the last 15 or so years, there's, there's, only 4% of federal funding goes to pediatric cancer research. Um, 
So there's a lot of need on the research side. There's a lot of great organizations that do help in that. Um, many we've heard. There seem to be a gap though to actually help these families directly. So you think of some awesome charities out there, like I'll use St. Jude as an example. It's fantastic. And they help you with all of your treatment um, and you know keep costs low for the medical expenses. But when that's happening, you still have life here. So when you paint the picture of like, what does it look like for a family dealing with pediatric cancer? Many, more than 50% of these families have to move more than 300 miles away from their home. And you have, so you still have your mortgage, you have your, you know, probably in potentially other care spouse, but, but um, typically one spouse has to quit their job. They got to move wherever they got to go for, you know, anywhere from six months to, man, seven, eight years um, to get the treatment that they need at the facility that specializes in what, what they need. So 70% of our fundraising goes directly to families dealing with pediatric cancer. Um, and we just write them a check and they can use it for whatever they want. There's no, there's no ties to it. Don't have to be, it doesn't have to be for many, like pay the mortgage, um, do whatever, do whatever you need to do. Um, you know, one family we gave money to, and sometimes really hard to receive a gift, right? It's, it's such a blessing to be able to, it's more of a blessing to give than receive. And these families certainly, uh, think that way. So there was one family that I don't know their financial situation, but we went to give them a check for an event. They got nominated to us. Um, and the guy's like, you know, give it to this other charity. And I said, I get it. You know, this amount of money isn't going to do as much um, there. We want to give it to you just hopefully to take a little burden away. And I, I received the greatest hug I've ever gotten from this dad. And he just hugged me, cried a bit and said, we're going to go camping. So yeah. put that in perspective. Like we all know camping's not a, a very expensive um, thing, but that kind of paints a picture of what happens financially for that family, just to have something that allowed them to do something like that, get away from it. That was really cool. You know, other families at mortgages and unfortunately sometimes funerals. Yeah. Um, and we've had, we've helped support three of those in the last 12 months in Wisconsin in Southeast Wisconsin, even. So it's, you know, abundance. There's, there's too much of an abundance of this. So yeah. It's a beautiful organization. I love the fact that it was started almost by accident and then put on with purpose and scaled, which is just fantastic. The event is on uh, October 14th. The uh, QR code is on the screen. The link is in the chat as well if you want to attend. It's a great organization. Congratulations on all of your success, and hopefully we can help fill it up for you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Paintings for Pediatrics. It's a great event. And that event had been during the Idea Collective Small Business Conference, and our dates didn't sync up this year. So it's really exciting to be able to share the message and make sure that we can do what we can to help those families in need. So congratulations, Craig, and thank you for sharing. All right, let's close out today's show because we got to go, right? Speaking of the retreat, we've got the Idea Collective Small Business Conference, which is coming up soon, November 9th through the 11th. Tickets are still flying off the shelves, so we can see our keynote speaker, Marcus Limonis, do interactive workshops and build relationships like nowhere else. The Idea Collective Small Business Conference is definitely worth checking out, presented by Bank59, by the way. Hit up smallbizretreat.com, and that way you can grab your ticket. One more announcement to make. There won't be a show tomorrow. 
Yes. Small Business Mornings will not be on the air because I have a full day strategy session with our friends at Bank59 as we collaborate and scheme how we're going to make lives better for small business owners in 2024. We are going to be off the grid all day. So I will talk to you next on Thursday at 9 a.m. Thanks for tuning in today. Thank you for being a part of what we're building here with Small Business Mornings. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. We will talk to you Thursday at 9 a.m. See you then.